Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I wanted to talk a little today about casino. It's probably not worth an entire video on it, but there's an interesting metaphor I noticed in the film relating to Hollywood itself. One of the intentional analogies that director Martin Scorsese placed in the film, which he has spoken about in the past, is the comparison of the events in the film with the biblical expulsion of characters from heaven. There are numerous images in the film that support this, like the shot of the casino players leaving the casino being shot with heavy white light behind them, Remo Gaji, the highest-ranking gangster in the film whose word is law, being filmed often with a heavenly light above him, and even Las Vegas directly being labelled as paradise. The film is Scorsese's Paradise Lost, and the concept that the likes of Sam Ace Rothstein and Nicky Santoro had anything they wanted, and they ruined it through their own greed and mishandling, gives the film a poignant feel and highlights the influence of pictures like the Roaring Twenties, in both films, there seems to be a sentiment that in spite of how repugnant, violent and degenerate the characters are, they were part of a vibrant and undeniably exciting era that has been replaced with something sanitised and far more dull. It looks like Disneyland, as Ace puts it, which gives the movie's end a bittersweet taste. It's tragic that these guys had the keys to the palaces and kingdoms and let it slip through their fingers. Not necessarily tragic for their sake, but tragic in the sense of what might have been, what they could have achieved, and what they were too blind to see they had and ultimately destroyed. There's also another similitude I find. I'm not sure if it works completely, nor have I heard people talk about it, but I like to think of Casino as symbolising the beginning and end of the Hollywood New Wave. The New Wave, or New Hollywood, was a movement in American film history that started in the mid-60s with pictures like Bonnie and Clyde. It was a time in which the power of the film studios was dwindling, what with the rise of television, among other things, and money and power was thrust into the hands of young, promising filmmakers who seized on this opportunity to give us some of the most daring and challenging films around. One such filmmaker was Martin Scorsese, the new Hollywood enjoyed critical and commercial success, and it was seen as a revival of Hollywood. Films were highly personal and stylized, each filmmaker bringing his own stamp to the table. Experimental techniques, like method acting, became prominent, and directors went to many lengths to achieve their vision, some means more legal than others. From an audience's point of view, it was a great time for cinema, as there were all sorts of outstanding pictures being released, which are still adored even today. The success did not last forever though, because 1980 delivered the disaster that was Heaven's Gate, Michael Cimino's film, notorious for ending the director's career essentially, and almost bankrupting United Artists. 
This was mainly due to Semino's bizarre perfectionist tendencies and infamous behaviour. There are numerous stories about how he would have sets constructed and then torn down if minute details were not as he wanted them to be. How he abused and sacked workers weakly, even holding a gun to an actor's head during a dispute. And how repeated takes caused delays and the ballooning of the already high budget, one such example being a scene where a character awakens from a drunken sleep, which is in the film for around a second, being shot over 50 times taking a full day to film. Of course, many directors have eccentric methods and are weirdos, but Semino's Heaven's Gate production is a case of someone clearly taking it too far. And the studio thought so too, because after the film's nightmare production and release, and also that of a few other films like Francis Ford Coppola's One from the Hearts, studios began holding a tighter fist on their films, regaining control over productions and becoming more strict and business oriented with what pictures would be greenlit and what wouldn't. And thus, the Hollywood new wave was ended. Today, the Hollywood landscape is dominated by studios. To such an extent, many filmgoers go to the cinema to see the latest Marvel movie, the latest Pixar movie, in other words, watching a film because of the studio producing it as opposed to the director directing it. Some of the most common complaints regarding modern Hollywood is that films don't feel creative, that they're sanitised and sterile, similar to Rothstein's complaints about modern casinos at the end of the film, and the filmmakers aren't given enough creative control. In fact, many filmmakers leave Hollywood and choose to go to streaming platforms like Netflix and working in television, where they may not get the budgets they once did, but have the creative freedom, and they're happy. Now, if you didn't already know this and now do, you can clearly see the similarities between these events and that which take place in Casino. In Scorsese's film, the bosses send out their young men, street guys as the film puts it, to Vegas to milk the cash cow. Rothstein is given the casino, and Santoro chooses to bully and steer his way to becoming the boss of the entire city. The Vegas mob has it all. They can do what they want, they are free and are even free from the constraints of their bosses, much like how the likes of Spielberg, Coppola and Friedkin were able to get away with all sorts, the latter of whom filmed a French Connection car chase on a street he didn't have permission to do so on, thus resulting in a crash, and he straight up tortured his actors on set of The Exorcist. Much like the Hollywood suits, the mafia bosses in Casino end up being fed up with the attention, noise and straight up lack of discipline by Nicky Santoro and pull the plug on both his operation and his life, not to mention dozens of other mobsters also. The film can be seen, I guess, as a cautionary tale for young, talented filmmakers who get picked up by Hollywood and get given massively over-budgeted franchise movies where they now have the money and fame, but gone is the creative control and the love of the craft, and the only solution is to return to low-budget independent cinema, much like the message in John Favreau's Chef, Nicky and Sam were content before Vegas, and it's only through Vegas and everything that came with it that their relationship sours and they get all sorts of unnecessary headaches. The film itself feels stuffed and gaudy, extravagant, a lot more excessive and, for the lack of a better word, Hollywoodized than Goodfellas, the predecessor it is often compared to. The music is wall-to-wall, -wall, 
The soundtrack is wacky, the suits are glamorous and glitzy. It feels intentionally overindulgent and outrageous. Heck, there's two narrators in the film. At 1.3. And they even have Joe Pesci essentially playing the same popular character he played in Goodfellas the second time round. It's like the movie, at least the crazy coked up scenes in Vegas, is a personification of the wild set of Semino's Heaven's Gate, until it all comes crashing down. Or a filmmaker playing around with all of his new toys, but lacking the heart and the passion and the desire to tell stories that drives a film director. And sometimes, like with Ace at the end of the film, and the likes of John Woo and M. Night Shyamalan, sometimes it's better to stop, go small, and go back to what you love doing where the power is in your hands. And sometimes, like with Martin Brest, Michael Cimino, and Nicky Santoro, you don't get that opportunity, and you're punished for your mistakes, and axed. Anyway, it's a perspective I found interesting, and something I thought about when re-watching the movie. Casino as a metaphor for the Hollywood New Wave through Nicky Santoro, or for indie filmmakers who make the jump to big-budget Hollywood through Sam Ace Rostein, I think it works. Thanks for watching.